Welcome to our Rock City Church podcast. We are so excited to have you join us. Our desire is that you would listen with expectancy for what God wants to do in your life. We pray that you would encounter the mighty love of the Father and that you would be fired up for the more that He has for you. All right. Uh, So I'm going to move through this pretty quickly, and I'm not going to go through all my notes. Last service, I I know this message really well, obviously, because I wrote it. Um, But it's very near and dear to my heart. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into it together. I'm going to have you guys repeat a lot of things together with me, because when we repeat it, it gets into our soul and into our spirit, and it helps you to understand the concept together, all right? The title message of my message this morning, which goes with all the things that have been happening, is the cloud needs a model. Let's say that. The cloud needs a model. Now, I, last night, my wife says to me, she says, what's your message title? I said, the cloud needs a model. And she says, well, that's confusing And I, for people. And I said, I love, I love that because my wife spurs me on because then it just made me realize I'm going to make sure it's not confusing for you. So I'm going to really explain it to you well so you understand why the cloud needs a model. Let me explain it to you this way. The wine needs a wineskin. The head needs a body. Now, I could have gone a lot of different directions with this message title. It could have been, the model needs a cloud. And a lot of churches, that needs to be their message title. But we have a cloud here. We have the cloud of God's presence. There's a very real tangible anointing in this house. And God continues by his love and grace and mercy to show up. So we don't have a presence problem. We have a model problem. And it's not really a problem but you have to understand how important building a model is to the Lord. So when the Lord led the Israelites out of Egypt, how did he lead them? With a cloud by day and a fire by night. And every time the cloud would stop, they would camp. And when the cloud rested, where would it rest? It would rest on the tent of meeting with Moses. And Moses would meet God face to face. And then ultimately, God would spend massive amounts of time in the wilderness showing Moses and the Israelites how to build a model. Tons of years. And even in the entire 40 years, the Lord still led the Israelites with the model, but people were scattered in the wilderness. Right? Why? Because it was all about the model. Let me ask you a question. What do you care more about, the wine or the wineskin? You ever met somebody that's really anointed and a great preacher, but jacked up in their personal life? You ever seen a great preacher fall to affairs or compromise or stealing? But yet they were really anointed. Because you have to understand that the gift and call of God is without repentance. You can still be really anointed and really jacked up. People say, oh, the, the presence is everything. No, it's not. Now, I would die without the presence. Make sure you understand. I would be miserable without the presence of God here and in my life. But there's always an and then what? Your, your answer to my questions I'm about to say is and then what? All right, you ready? We just had an amazing conference where tons of people's lives were rocked and changed. Man, we had some awesome worship today. Oh man, the preaching was fantastic. The church, church today was so good. So we have to move past where we're conference junkies and quick, quick fix junkies. Now, I'm not against conferences and outpourings, but if there's not an end, then what? And there's not, we have a responsibility 
with what God gives us and with what God does in our life. That's why we don't build a church solely on manifestations and signs and wonders and miracles and prophecy. We build it on a family with vision and strong leaders and God's kingdom government authority. It was all about a model. And without a model, what happens to the wine, the wine poured into the wineskin? Both the wine and the wineskin are ruined. Your gift can kill you. Your gift can kill you. In fact, many people's gifts are killing them because people get value based on their gifts and you find your value based on your gift and then we have no model. At the end of the day, God would lead the Israelites to a model, the promised land. But along the way, he would build into the people a model. And there were lots of different models and Moses would get the answer to the model in a cloud, right? So Moses would go up into the mountain for 40 days and there was a cloud of thunder and lightning and the fire of God's presence on the mountain. And he would go up into the mountain and he would get the instructions under the, in the cloud and then he would come back out of the midst of the cloud. Today, Jesus walks in the midst of a model. Think of the, the seven lampstands in Revelation. Jesus walks in the midst of a model. And so one of the first times we see this incredible promise of a cloud that produces covenant was in the days of Noah. And in the time of Noah, God would make a promise to Noah through a rainbow out of a cloud that he would never flood the earth again. Let me show you a couple of great pictures. Now, these are older pictures before we remodeled the shopping center. Let's pull up the first one. Some of you haven't seen we're not here when this is what the front of our church used to look like. And Amber's saying, thank God for that. <laughs> Remember, this used to be a Hollywood video. So that's the Hollywood video sign. We just painted our first logo on it. Remember, our first logo had the city in the background with a surfer in the wave of the sea. I thought it was great. It even had a redfish in it. There, you can't see it, but over on the right was a redfish. And uh, it really spoke to our city. Yeah, Amber was having babies, so, but that was the foundation. That was the foundation. But what I really want you to see is not that, is the cloud. I want you to see the cloud that's over the church. Let's look at the next picture. This was a picture of a double rainbow taken in front of the church. Next picture. Here's a picture of a rainbow coming out of the church. Next picture. Now, we'll just camp on this picture for a minute. This picture was taken by a friend in his car when we used to have Dollar General next door. But I want you to take a good look at the funnel cloud, the darkness of the clouds and the rainbow coming out of the top of the church. This picture was taken just months before we would lose our daughter, Eden Grace, before in 2016, the fall of 2016, just a couple months before we would lose Eden, I would have three pneumonias and my mom would die all in 2016. You see, we were created for the storm. Right. We were created to overcome storms. And Jesus many times moves in the midst of storms. Right. And he's, when Jesus comes back, what is he coming in? A cloud, right? And so the cloud would not only lead the people, but it would comfort and protect. The cloud would bring heat at night from the cold. It would bring guidance and it would bring direction and it would bring comfort. And the cloud often 
Though it would move and direct them, whenever it would rest and sit still, it would rest on the tabernacle. Now, I'm not going to go through all these scriptures just for the sake. I have scriptures for everything I'm teaching you today. But I want to say one thing about the rainbow. The rainbow was a covenant promise between God and the earth. Your body is like the earth. Everybody say, I'm the first model. In fact, the Bible says, if you can't take care of your own house, how can you take care of God's house? Guess what the first house is that we all have? You're the first house. Say, I am a model. So God flooded and wiped out the earth, but in turn, God would say that I'm going to make a covenant and I'm going to use the rainbow as a sign. It's demonically deceptive how the LGBTQ movement has grabbed onto the rainbow to say that that's their symbol. God had that symbol. First, the devil always comes to mock or bring a counterfeit of what God created. But let me tell you something about a rainbow. You, you know, a rainbow is created first from a cloud, then water vapor, and then sunlight hits the water droplets or the water vapor, creating a wavelength of light and a spectrum of light. All different, all, in fact, all the spectrums are refracted through the water. And then it creates all the colors unified together in one. What did Jacob give his son Joseph? A coat of many colors. What happens when the Holy Spirit and the latter-day rain is pouring out in your life under the cloud and the light of God shines into you? You will reflect, reflect the color and the brilliance and the radiance of who you are, and you will be the covenant promise to the people in the world around you. You ever thought about that? I think of crazy wild stuff like that. When I read the word, I'm like, I'm a rainbow, yeah. (laughs) Pour out your water and shine your light and bring the cloud, okay? That's how I think. And so there's, you know, the, the presence of God is wild and sometimes seemingly violent, but it's violent to tear down anything inside of us that's not of him. Let's say this again, I am a model. And the cloud needs a model. So the father's looking for a family. Family is probably the greatest model on earth, right? And of course, the local church, but the local church is designed to be a family. Spiritual mothers, spiritual fathers, the greatest title in the kingdom, more than elders, bishops, deacons, pastors, evangelists, apostles. All of us should have the father's heart inside of us. And so God is always looking for a model. You know, um, Moses built a model. It was called the Tabernacle of Moses, And inside the the tabernacle in the wilderness, God gave detailed instructions of the bronze, I'm sorry, the brazen altar, the bronze laver, and then you would move into the inner court where there was no light, but the lampstand would give the light. And then there would be the showbread and the incense, and then ultimately the priest would go into the Holy of Holies where the covenant, the Ark of the Covenant would be. Do you know that same pattern is very well and alive today? What's the, what's the brazen altar? The cross. The first thing you have to do is go through the cross. Nobody comes into the kingdom bypassing the cross, by the way. It's forgiveness. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the sacrifice. It's the gospel. It's the good news. You're not condemned. You don't need to walk in shame. Stop it. If you're a Christian, stop walking in condemnation and shame. I get it. You're constantly failing, but God's, one of the best things he does is fixes broken and fixes failures, and you're not a failure. 
You've got to understand the good news and stop living under the letter of the law that's killing you and condemning you. The law was perfect, but the result was not. That's why we have faith in Jesus Christ on the cross. This is the gospel. Many of us don't even know the gospel. When I start walking in shame and condemnation and isolation and fear and anger, I don't know the gospel in that moment. And it was a model. Baptism, the word of God, washing in the water of the word, the lampstands, Jesus walking in the land, the fire of the Holy Spirit on the inside, the light of the world, the manna of God, the incense of prayer. All of the, the, the model was alive, is alive now. And it's in you, say, I am a model. But then God also builds churches to become models. And the presence of God dwells over the church. Why? Corporate worship, corporate sacrifices, corporate prophecy, corporate unity. So you need both. You're a model, we're a model. Let's say that. I'm a model and we're a model. And so Moses would build the tabernacle and he'd get the instructions from the cloud. How about David? How about King David? The tabernacle of David. Now, I'm going to hold, I'm going to put a marker on the tabernacle of David. I'm bookmarking it, all right? Because I don't have time to teach that, and I'm not as good an expert as some other people that are here. And God is restoring the tabernacle of David for all the nations to come to, and this house will be a tabernacle of David. I want to make that declaration as you see it come, and prophesy in advance that you will see it. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but we have the patterns and we have the model. So today, if you go to Jerusalem, you will go down the hill of the Temple Mount to another part of the city, separate from the Temple Mount, and find the city of David, where the tent of meeting was. And there's an underground tunnel of steps called the pilgrimage. You can find all this on YouTube, just discovered, dug out hundreds of years, hundreds of years, thousands of years, dug out layers and layers. And now there's a tunnel called the, pil the pilgrimage that would go to, from the Temple Mount all the way down to the tent of meeting, to, to the tabernacle of David. And then Solomon. Think about Solomon. When Solomon built the second, or I'm sorry, the first temple, and he dedicated the temple, what happened when the, this is all in my notes, another day, another message. What happened when Solomon, the priest, came out to make the sacrifice? The glory of God came in a cloud so strong, all they could do was fall on their faces. We have some, somebody here that has actually physically seen, been in worship, and had a cloud show up on the stage, and literally they fell flat on their faces and could not worship anymore. And it's happened. And I don't know, sometimes I feel it, and sometimes some of you will see it, and maybe one day we'll all see it. I don't know. But I know there's a cloud here, and I know the cloud comes on a model. The model doesn't come on the cloud. The model doesn't lead the cloud. The cloud leads the model. And if the cloud's going to rest on your life, you've got to follow the cloud. And you have to do whatever Jesus tells you to do. That's why I tell people, don't make this your home church unless you know that you know that you know that you know that God has led you here. And I don't try to advertise and market and ever coerce or convince anyone to come here. You have to be called here. You don't get to pick your church. You didn't get to pick your parents. And so you have to go where the cloud is, whether you stay here or not. 
I'm telling you, make sure wherever you go, there's, the cloud is there. But, you, but even more importantly, see, we're cloud junkies. Right. We love the cloud. Man, I love the cloud. And that's why people will go conference to conference to conference, but there's no model. Some people spend their whole life using their gifts and never building a model. The gift needs a model. The cloud needs a model. And like um, Jordan said, I'm a prophetic builder. Some, m- many, if not most of us, will have to be built in instead of joining in. But let me tell you what the problem is. This is the problem. This is old church paradigm that many of us have in this room. And that paradigm is, is you want the model builder, but you don't want the model. It's always got to be the model builder. And in Exodus 18, Moses would sit all day long with the people. And then Jethro, his father-in-law, would come, whose name means excellence. And Jethro would say to Moses, you, this is going to kill you. Let's say this together. Say, war out leaders, wear out people. It's not the other way around. Wore out people don't wear out leaders unless I'm wore out. But if I'm not wore out, I can handle wore out people all the time. And that's what Moses was doing. But he was wearing himself out. So what did Jethro say? He said, raise up people who are God-fearing, able, and hate covetousness. That means they're not comparing themselves to anyone and they don't want what anybody else has. They want only what God has. And they fear God. And then Acts 6 You have to be full of the spirit, full of faith, full of wisdom, and have a good reputation. Model. And the challenge is like, man, I got to have Pastor David. I have, no, you don't. People wanted Jesus, and Jesus is like, oh, here's my disciples. And then in three years, I mean, how did the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit determine that Jesus would only walk and do ministry? He'd only walk the earth for 33 years, but how did they decide only three years? <clears throat> how did they decide that at three years he, his life would end? Well, I don't have the answer. <laughs> I don't know. I can tell you what I think. I think with the level of wisdom and revelation that Jesus had, any longer than three years, it could have. He was so. He was the son of. Once he discovered who he was and walked in that anointing on another level, everybody would make it about him. So he had done just enough that needed to be done to hand it off to you. That's why many times we box in the process and boxing, and I don't want to do that. I don't have a preset structure of, okay, 90 days and you can be a leader. No, I look for relationship. I look for your heart. We, look, we as a family look for good reputation, full of the spirit, full of faith, full of wisdom. Who are you in relationship with? Do you have a good reputation? And there's many of you here that do. And as God highlights, and as you serve, and as you build the model, God comes on you no matter what you're doing. You can be cleaning toilets. The gift needs a toilet. How about that? Because it's true. And so many of us are so fascinated by the wonders of modern-day Christianity and titles and fame and what we're going to do, and God hates all that stuff. He hates all that stuff. That's why I don't value you for who you are or for what you do. I value you for who you are but I just, we got to get to know you. And so the cloud comes on the model. And so David, and then who's the ultimate model builder? Jesus. And guess what he said? Guess what the Bible says? You are the temple of God. So now you genuinely become the model and then God builds us together into a family. You got that? Do you all understand the concept? Yes. 
you have to catch this message. The cloud is here, but if we don't sustain a model, then the, there's no end, then what? We'll just live from one cloud experience to another, and then we won't build family the way it's supposed to be built. Now, let me give you a couple of scriptures, and let me give you a couple of understandings that I think you're really going to like. God, Jesus builds people, man builds tents. Jesus builds, see, this is not about the building. This is about the building, right? If I'm just build, that's why God had me wait for a year and for almost two years before we would pick up living stones again. And I'll cast the vision for that, but I had to have the right heartbeat. So, because if I didn't have the right heartbeat in building out a new sanctuary, it will kill me. If it's about fame and the latest technology and notoriety and bigger, better, badder, greater, faster, It'll kill me, and God doesn't want that. If it's about making his name great for the nations in a place where his glory in the cloud can rest and his name's made great, a house of prayer, a house of worship, God says, I can, I, I'll come on that, right? And so in Luke chapter 9, you have the Mount of Transfiguration. Let's bring that up, uh, the first, the, the Mount of Transfiguration scriptures that basically... Uh, Peter and John go up the mountain, and while they were up there, here you have Elijah and Moses appear with splendid glory, splendid glory, right? Radiance coming out of Jesus and massive clouds, and it's, he shone like the sun. It was absolutely incredible. Well, look what Peter says. Then it happened as they were parting from Jesus. So somehow we see that Moses and Elijah was walking away or about to leave from Jesus, and uh, Peter says to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. We should make some tabernacles or shelters or, or set up some tents because I don't want this to end. I would imagine that's what happened with the Israelites all the time. And if you build something that has a cloud and then you build something, I'm sorry, if there's a cloud and you build something in your own strength in your own way, that cloud will move on. But if Jesus is building it, and what does Jesus build? He builds people. Let's look at this. Let's keep looking at this. So let us make three tabernacles, one for you, Moses, and Elijah. And it's, I love this, not knowing what he said. Peter was talking out of his rear end. He didn't even know what he was saying. Because the mindset is, is, let's camp here. And you guys have to stop camping. God's going to be messing this thing up. I don't want normal westernized church, just so that you know. I want explosive power and love and family and fathers, and I want to transform cities and nations because at some point there's the all nations part, right? Now, I love my backyard. I, this is my, our mission field. This is my city, and that's my H-E-B, right? But at some point there's all the world. You can't have Acts 1-8 and outpouring of power and just stay local. And at some point, we're going to shift to missions in the nations. But right now, we're building a model so that when we send people out to the nations, they can reproduce that model. It's holistic believers building holistic churches. That's God's vision. It's that it's holistic. It's all-encompassing. It's his nature and character. So look at what happened. He didn't even know what he was saying, but look what happened next. While he was saying this, a what? A cloud came in overshadowed them and they were feel fearful as they entered the cloud. And then what happened next? Out of the cloud, a booming voice 
came and said, this is my beloved son, hear him. You will hear your identity when you're in the cloud. When the cloud comes on you, you'll start to wake up. You'll start to pop. You'll be that kernel of corn that pops into popcorn that somebody else can eat. With lots of butter and flavor. You'd be all buttered up. So it's in the cloud that we find our identity. It's in the cloud that Jesus, that the Father would speak to the Son in the hearing of the disciples. But they wanted to camp there, didn't they? And you see, we can't camp in one spot. We have to move. We have to shift. And that's why I titled this message and did this with the promotions at the same time. And there's many more coming. But we're shifting. Yes. We're moving. Yes, we are. We're moving on from here. Oh. In the spirit, I just want you to know. And God's going to be bringing new people that can take us to where we're supposed to go. And it's possible some people will shift out that could only take us to here. It's possible, but you're not my people. You're, you belong to Jesus, right? Now I'm gonna conclude with this one last amazing point that you're gonna really, really love. In the same chapter of Luke, Luke chapter nine, same chapter, just a little bit later, somebody comes up to Jesus and says this radical wild thing that I'm gonna have some, all of us say today if you really genuinely mean it and understand what I'm, what I'm teaching you. And it says that it happened as they journeyed on the road, someone said, someone, we don't know who the someone was. What I would probably guess it's called someone because that person said no and moved on. That someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And we say that so long as I don't, it doesn't get too wild. Just keep it calm. We don't need these seven-hour prophetic Kevin Leal services and conferences and wild worship and extravagance and all these things that I know is coming. The point is you have to say yes no matter what it looks like. But this is what's so powerful. Lord, I'll follow you wherever I go. And then look what Jesus says. This is Jesus's answer to that statement. Foxes have holes and birds have Uh, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Let's say this. Say the head head. needs a body. body. So his answer, look, I'm going to go wherever you go. He's like, yeah, mm, well, unless you become a body that the son of man can rest his head on, on. you're not going to be able to follow me and go wherever I go, which means total denial of self laying your life down, no selfishness, and forsaking all. And then we go on to read a couple more things. Somebody else came to him, look what's next. Somebody else comes to him and said, uh, he said to him, in fact, Jesus said to somebody else, follow me. And he said, yeah, but I need to go first bury my father. And Jesus's classic response is, let the dead bury the dead. And then another person says, I need to go take care of him. Because that's the point, is that what matters the most I can't make every funeral. I can't officiate every funeral. And I've had people that have left here because I couldn't make a funeral of a father or a mother, an extended loved one that didn't come here. And it breaks my heart and I love them. And I wish I could have, but I couldn't. And I can't make them all. Why? Because I was about my father's business. And I'll do my very best because I love you. And we're, we're gonna build in that one of the next things that's coming is a pastoral care component to this church. 
Lots of pastors that are bringing care and love in times of hurting different. That's a gap, but that's coming. But what I really want you to see more than anything, you can pull it down. More than anything is foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. Fox, birds of the air. But does the son of man, can he rest his head on your shoulders? What does it say about the prophetic promise in Matthew um, 1 and Luke 1 and 2 about Jesus being the government of God will rest on his shoulders? Who's the shoulder? Who's the head? The government of God is the head resting on the shoulders of kings and priests. You know how you're going to change this city and change this nation? Become priests that carry the presence of God in your life. We don't need more people shouting from the the rooftops of all the problems. We need people that walk in the government authority and power of God to shift and transform this nation. And that doesn't mean I don't call out the, the atrocities happening to the unborn and the atrocities that are trying to happen to your children in public school and all the lies that are out there. And some of you may not like it, but if it's the government of God designed to bring life and healing and protect families, you better believe I'm going to do it because I'm a model. I'm a model. And so are you. We just got to make sure we stay under the cloud. And then we got to make sure, like my message three weeks ago, that you don't get scattered in the wilderness. God's taking too long. He's not doing it when he said he would. So we sit down, rise up, eat and drink and go to play. Or in the long way around, we start complaining against God and then call the bread worthless by not spending time with him. And in turn, here comes the vipers. This is all tying together. It's all tying together. So the cloud needs a model. And we are a model. And we're building a model. Let's all stand. Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to lead you in a prayer together, and then I'm going to pray over you, all right? I just want you to receive it. The presence of God is here, and he's going to begin to touch many of you as we close out in this time of prayer. So all I want you to do is receive and position yourself for God to touch you. It's not manipulative. I'm not going to try to coerce it because he's here. He's just looking for you. He wants you. So put your hands out in front of you or up in a receiving position. And I want you to pray this prayer together with me. Say, Lord, make me a model. I say yes to following you and to letting your head rest on my shoulders. Make me a model. I'm going all in. Thank you for the cloud of your presence. Never take it from me. But Lord, whatever you want to do, that's what I want. Whatever it looks like, that's what I want. I say yes to your will, your plan, and your purpose to build a model, to build family on earth as it is in heaven. Just wait just a moment.
say this, we say, Lord, any area that I have corrupted the model, I'm sorry. Take it out of me. Root it out of me. Create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Just let his presence rest on you right now. This isn't about how worthy you are. The model change, the cloud changes the model. The presence of God changes you. The Holy Spirit changes you. Jesus in you changes you. God, I thank you that the harvest is plenty and you're raising up laborers to bring it in or to cultivate it when it comes in. We don't have a harvest problem. We have a worker problem. So I commission all of you to be laborers in the kingdom, to find your tribe, to get planted, and to begin building one, some way, somehow. I speak healing to your hearts of every hurt and every pain. I speak healing over you to every church hurt, every misidentity, everything that's robbed your vision, everything that's caused you to be frustrated in the long way. I speak strength to your soul. And God, I thank you so much, Lord, that together as a tribe, you're leading us through the wilderness to the promised land. And I thank you, God, even in the midst of funnel clouds and storms, there's a rainbow. And I thank you, God, that you're making us to be a brilliant radiance of your goodness and your glory on earth as it is in heaven. I pray that you would see. You know, I'm going to have you do something that may seem a little odd, but why don't you put your hand over your eyes and say this with me. Say, Lord, I want to see not with my natural eyes, but with my spiritual understanding. Help me to see, Lord. Lift my vision higher. Awaken me to the gifts that you've put inside me. I want to see again. And I just speak forgiveness in the blood and the mercy of God over you. The mercy of God over your life. The mercy of God. So that you can receive it and give it away. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you want to partner with us in what God is doing here at Rock City, you can give by visiting our website at rockcitycorpus.com slash give.